Hey there, welcome to the Pine Island Experience Podcast. I'm Joanna Anderson with my husband, Trigby. Each of our episodes will be conversations with fellow Pine Islanders. The goal of our podcast is to share with you our experiences, what we have found to be fun, and what makes the Pine Island Experience so unique. Pretty proud to be a member of the VFW that works so well with the within the community. You know, we're doing a lot of stuff. Our community outreach, we're getting actually I've got to go meet the the new principal of Pine Island Elementary. We uh we lost a, a good guy because uh apparently he was a good guy, you know. So they found they found a, a, a need for him elsewhere. So I've got to go introduce myself to the new principal. We have um Flags for first graders, that's one of the events that we, you know, that we do. We go over to the school and, and um, you know, teach them a bit about the history of the flag. And, uh, and that was, that was the, probably one of the, the best parts of that party with, for Wilbur was, you know, we, gave, we handed out flags to all the students over there and routed the parade through, through there. And looking at the, the uh, video that was uh, taken of, uh, of Wilbur as he went past the, those all the kids waving the flags. He got about six inches taller, smile got broader. You know, I mean, it was, uh, it was, you know, it, it was a tearjerker. The veterans of foreign wars post 4353 commander Scott Zilch was talking about his recent experiences with the Pine Island elementary school students and how proud he feels being part of the VFW. You will hear about the post activities and the services that are offered to the veterans. Commander Scott told us the mission is very simple. We foster camaraderie among United States veterans of conflicts overseas. We serve our veterans, the military, and the communities, and we advocate on behalf of all veterans. We ensure that veterans are respected for their service, receive their earned entitlements, and are recognized for their sacrifices that they and their loved ones have made on behalf of this great country. The VFW Post 4353 lives up to its motto, no one does more for veterans. And now, here is Commander Scott. Well, we have with us today Commander Scott Zilch. We know you very well. We're so happy we got you. I know how busy you are. Thanks for coming out and representing the, as you're the commander of the VFW Post 4353. Thanks for coming. Thank you for having me. Certainly. We always, I know you're familiar with the podcast, and we always start in the beginning. We want to know a little bit about you, where you grew up, where you went to school, your military service, jobs that you've had up leading right up to being the commander. If you could fill us in. in okay. Your background. Uh, born and raised in Livonia, Michigan. Um, lived basically, you know, my life there until uh, joining the Navy in uh, 1982. I uh, did six years of active duty on nuclear submarines as an electrician. And uh, then after departing, uh, still looking for a decent job, I stayed uh, so I wouldn't lose any of my earned rank. I stayed with the, uh, the reserves and uh, did another a combination of active and inactive reserves for another 12 years. But the, uh, the training that I got in the Navy made me a, uh, a good candidate for uh, work in the elevator trade. So I did 32 years in uh, elevators in the city of Detroit, 
and moved a little bit further away from Livonia at that at a certain point in '95, I believe. Moved out to uh, an up-and-coming Brighton, Michigan, and where it was still there was still some open space and state park right in my backyard. It was it was you know a thing of beauty. So you know, then unfortunately got divorced. Uh, ended up meeting my my wife in Brighton. She had also grown up a mile and a half from me and uh, went to the same high school without ever having met. So we've, we've been together now 17 years and um, look forward to seeing her every morning. So what was it like on a submarine? And then maybe add in the nuclear part because there'd be radiation and certain additional precautions, but just life on the submarine, that's not, I mean, I think that was your reference to the elevator work. There's not a lot of room. Correct. Um, yes. Uh, a guy your size, uh, Joel Howard was my favorite. That uh, I would, I could tell how how long ago Joel had been down a passageway because most of his hair was stuck in the light fixtures. So, um, yeah, it was it was if you were um, your personal bubble had to be, you know, you had to have a couldn't have a huge personal bubble. You had, you know, claustrophobia was you know, was, could become an issue. There mm -hmm. was a lot of, uh, a, you know, a lot of unique work. I think it was one of the coolest jobs you could ever have, mm -hmm. but, uh, yeah, the radiation thing was, um, monitored. You had, you know, you wore a badge that monitored it, monitored your, uh, your, you know, your zap. And, you know, we, and on occasion we had the, uh, capabilities of carrying nuclear weapons as well. So not only did you have the nuclear reactor, you had the potential to have nuclear warheads inside the ship as well. So um, it was, as like I said, it was the coolest job on the planet. You know, unfortunately you disappear literally for, you know, some sometimes up to 60 days at a time. You have no idea what's going on in the outside world. You know, you only, you only know what you get through a radio broadcast that they, you know, they post sports scores and oh, okay and and things when we when we would get you know get up to be a uh, periscope depth and could put you know put an antenna up so it was again very interesting yeah i practiced nuclear pharmacy for a while and i remember that badge you wore all the time and i remember for about the first six months when the monthly report would come back you were a little bit concerned nervous whatever the mm -hmm. But it's funny how you become sensitized. You understand the importance of the safety procedures and you do those things and um, nothing ever came back bad. But, uh, you know, that monitoring is ever present up front. But I, I just think it helps kind of reinforce the protocols and the procedures. Absolutely. And I think I think another thing that it did that, you know, that uh, helped me um, in the employment world afterwards was the attention to detail. Mm, yes, you know, okay. um, the anything any work that we did on what we called subsafe systems was any um, anything that penetrated the hull or anything that controlled the that uh, particular piece that penetrated the hull. We had to write uh, subsafe packages that you know, if a monkey could read, he was supposed to be able to take the bolts out, put them in a bag. You know, everything had to be written. Everything had to be second checked you know, and putting it back together with, you know, torque specifications and, and, you know, every last detail. So, you know, 
the uh, and and I paid very good attention to that because the first ship that I was on was the USS Barb, which was uh, hull number SSN five ninety six. It was a sister ship to the USS Thresher, which was SSN five ninety three that sank on sea trials. So you paid you when you looked at certain valves and certain things that you know when they build submarines or ships or planes, they build them to a certain uh, class. You know, it, it, so it was the Thresher class submarine. So valves and and equipment had Thresher stamping on them. So it it got your attention. You you made you know you already knew that there was 140 folks on the bottom of on the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean because of a system that failed. You 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 paid attention. So, wow, a lot of pressure. No, no, no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> and it sounds like science fiction too. I mean, wow, oh, amazing. There was there, there was you know the unique abilities of a submarine. Yeah, I did ride I did ride a hurricane out uh, and uh, off the coast of the Philippines. We we were actually in port and had to do an emergency underway to avoid it. And I felt really bad for the poor boys that were you know, that were on, on the surface because we were 400 feet deep and we were still bouncing around and, you know, so that far deep. Wow. Yeah. So. Cause I think we we all see waves and white caps and, you know, the flooding and we associate with that, but it, it carries that deep into the water. Well, that, 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 the thing about a submarine is it's basically a sewer pipe. It doesn't have a keel. So you don't, Oh, correct. You know, so it, it, it's easier to side to side motion. You know, on a normal on a normal night going to periscope depth, it was like your mother rocking you to sleep if you happen to be in the bunk. So not a lot of seasickness then. Mm, no. No. Yeah. No. Just just don't be claustrophobic and everything will be okay. Right. Right. Cool. Get, and preferably get, and, shorter. Pardon? And preferably shorter. Yes. And get along well with others. Oh yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. How many are on, for instance, on the one you were on? Um, there was. Uh, a uh, typical right around 114 was the crew. Uh, so, you know, it's a lot of people. Yeah. Well, the, the, not that you didn't need them, but I mean, for the, for the space. Yeah. Actually, um, when you got into there, they, they hot bunk, they call it hot bunking. There's not 114 bunks on that boat. Uh, so you had actually, depending on how your rank, you know, you would, you know, uh, the, you know, all the officers had their own, you know, had their own stateroom and they had their own bunks and, uh, all the the chief petty officers did, and then coming down the line, first class petty officers. Some of those did, and um, then depending on where you ended up, um, they would actually have uh, two bunks assigned to three shipmates, because one was always up standing the watch. The other two would be in the bunks. So when you know, when A guy got relieved by B guy. A guy went to the bunk that B, you know, that he was in. But then the next time around, he got he gets relieved. The guy that was in that bunk is now in the other bunk. Okay. So we you know, I carried my own bedroll so I didn't have to sleep in anybody else's, you know, stank. <laughs> wow. So that's incredible. Yeah, and you gotta gotta have a I think my nose is still messed up from it because you get used to um first thing that goes away. When you know when you're out, out patrolling, we could only make uh, 9,600 gallons of fresh water every day. So number one thing that needed fresh water was uh, your power plant, their nuclear power plant, and number two, 
cooking. So showers went away pretty quickly. Mm. So it got, it got, you got used to it until you surfaced, grabbed your gear and went, you know, went topside and threw it in the trunk of your car and forgot about <laughs> it for a day. And then you open it up because you think that it smelled like there was a dead body in there, you know? Oh, wow. So you just so, got used to it. Yeah. So. Wow. Well, so how did you find Pine Island? That I don't, I don't know about you. Um, Pine Island came down, my wife and I, when first year that her and I were together, came down to visit my mother and my stepfather who were renting down here. And come to find out their history on the island is um, his parents, it was actually his sister that bought the place because they were not old enough yet. His his parents were on the title to the place in Pine Island Cove, which is where we reside now. They were one of the original owners. So however old Pine Island Cove is, my, you know, my uh, stepfather's parents have been coming down here. So we came down and immediately like fell in love with the place. You know, we, we stayed with, uh, with them just for like a night or two, but we stayed on Fort Myers beach and we stayed, um, where else did we stay? Uh, on, you know, on the first trip, I think we stayed a couple nights in Fort. It was like a four-day trip. And it was like, man, we love it down there. Let's go back, you know? So every time we came back, it was a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. We stayed um, at the, uh, was it the, the Golden Palms? Mm-hmm. We stayed there for a, a week and then with my mom for a few days on top of that uh, one trip. And, you know, so they are you know they ended up buying the place that they were renting because the landlord became ill and was selling all of his rental properties so uh, we uh you know we we were all in on you know helping them do whatever they needed to do to buy the place and then following year we came down and bought one down the street so you know and even though we weren't retired yet, we were rent, as I was explaining mm-hmm. to you earlier, mm-hmm. we were renting it out and, you know, letting it pay for itself a little bit. And, um, and we've been covers ever since. If we moved to the VFW, then when did you first uh, join the VFW? Well, that was another one of those deals where I didn't even know I was eligible to be a member of the VFW. And okay. my wife and I would go in there and work at the kitchen. We would volunteer in the kitchen and work and, conversation came about that uh you know when are you going to join and you know i said i don't think i can join the vfw i can join the auxiliary i believe through my my grandparent my grandfather my grandfather was uh one of the dough boys that was left behind after when the world war ended so you know discussion back and forth with the former commander tom ferguson um, he was the one that, you know, started asking questions about what medals, you know, ha- that I had earned as a submariner. And um, the uh, there was one patrol that we went on that we were never there that we earned a uh, we earned an expeditionary medal, and that qualified me to become a member. So huh? once I became a member, you know, I mean, immediately it's like, okay, you know, my wife and I have always supported veteran organizations and you know a veteran in need so it was you know easy we just both signed up and became life members like literally that day so mm-hmm. yeah so and then obviously that was just a couple of years ago and um you know with the hurricane and everything that happened and and um you know being 
being um, asked to step into the role, basically to, I was told by the district commander at the time that uh, if I did not do that, they were going to close the post and there was no way that I was going to allow that to happen. Not, you know, I mean, they were using it as a distribution center. Mm -hmm. You know, people were actually still living in it after the hurricane. We had several people that were sleeping inside. We had people sleeping out outside. Um, so there was no way I was going to let that happen. I believe one of the, the motto is no one does more for veterans. Can you talk a little bit about the organization and, and how it supports and helps veterans? Well, we do we do a lot of we do a lot of things for not just veterans, but veterans families, veterans that are in need are the top of our list. You know, we uh, all we have to do is find a you know find a veteran. We have a service officer and a chaplain that you know that we use to reach out because one of the things that most veterans don't do is ask for help. So you know, when we have an opportunity, we you know. If, if it's food on the table, if it's clothes on their back, if anything that we can do, we will do. Um, and we're, um, you know, so it's specifically, I, I can't say that we do, you know, we house them, we, you know, but we do have, we do have connections with, within the VFW that if we do need to get them housed, we, you know, we can. If they have medical needs, if they need to, you know, we have resources for them through the VA as well. And there's a lot of resources that, as I said, veterans don't ask for. Uh, I myself have not even registered with the VA, which I've been told I need to do, even though I've, you know, my elevator industry insurance was the best on the planet. Mm -hmm. You know, they still say that there's benefits that, you know, that down the road I may need. So okay. we love helping in the community. We love, you know, with the, uh, looking for future veterans. We just uh, awarded the teacher of the year down at Pine Island Elementary School uh, on Veterans Day. And, you know, and, you know, these are our future leaders, our future veterans. You know, we work with the, uh, the JROTC out at Mariner High School quite frequently and um, just sponsored them for, uh, for an event that they did, national, uh, national air rifle event. And so, you know, again, working with, with the future, not, not just the veterans. So mm -hmm. specifically, I couldn't, I couldn't say, you know, we did this for Joe or we, you know, we do whatever we can possibly do. And there's a lot of things that are done that nobody knows that we do. You know, there's a lot of an anonymity when, uh, when somebody asks for help, you know. And I've also, you also do a lot with the community. I know there was a, I believe there's like a pizza for first responders and other events like that, that, um, Recognize other members of the community. Absolutely, um, we do. Yeah, that was a 9/11 uh, event, and I'm currently af after I leave here today, uh, making arrangements to get plaques made for um, our firefighters of the year and our and our uh, sheriff deputy of the year. So we have uh, you know five total that we're going to give out. You know, these are people that have been instrumental in things in the community as well. So. That that's the that's the part of you know being the commander at the VFW that's the good part when you get to hand those awards out and say thank you to other people in the community that have done good things for us as well. You handed out scholarships, you know I remember that the high school scholarship. Um, yep, yeah. and we are still in discussion right now with um, I have a meeting set up with uh, 
Major uh, Brian Williams from the uh, Mariner JROTC program because we've we've got a vote um, on we've got a vote that's through our House committee until Monday night when we go through our <laughs> membership meeting that we would like to you know we got a number in our minds that we'd like to give for scholarships for them as well. Nice. And, you know, we get great support from them when it comes to our, our events like, uh, you know, Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day and, um, you know, uh, uh, Memorial Day. Mm -hmm. You know, they I, I told uh, Brian that, uh, if, you know, it's been a long time since I've been, you know, in the military. And so I might not, you know, protocol might not be the best. But, you know, I said, your, your cadets. Are teaching me every time and I said hopefully they're they're not getting uh, you know upset that I'm not too slow of a learner <laughs> I know I've seen people in the community to contact you and say I'm offering free fishing for veterans or you know there's a lot of different um, people out there that want to help too yes I actually just spoke with one uh, the other day he's got a ministry down here on the island and I forget his name I'm terrible with names but he's uh, he's yes he's involved at the at the American Legion as well. And, um, you know, we talked about getting some grants written so that we can, you know, so we can get some more funding so we can help more people in the community. And, you know, um, he does, he does one of those programs where he'll take vets out. Um, one of the things that we have just learned about ourselves is that we don't have the proper training at this time for all of our staff on how to deal with, you know, severe PTSD issues. And, um, you know, it takes an unfortunate situation to learn that. And so, you know, instead of pointing fingers at people and saying, you know, we, you did this wrong or you did that wrong, what we're doing is, you know, taking it as an opportunity for all of us to learn. So we're going to be doing some in-house training with uh, making sure that, you know, if somebody walks into our facility and needs, you know, and is asking for a chaplain or an officer then it should be all stop on everything else because that's what that building is there for mm -hmm. is the, you know, is the veteran. You have a veteran in need. And our, as our motto says, you know, we do more for veterans. The people that are in line at the canteen waiting for a drink should, should understand that the, you know, that the reason that we're selling them drinks is to raise money so that we can help this, this veteran. Right. You touched on your membership a little bit ago. Um, and briefly discuss the types of memberships and uh, what it takes to join for those people that might be interested in joining. Well, it's been explained a lot of a lot of it has been, and I was remiss by by telling people it's boots on the ground in combat, but mm -hmm. that's I did not I you know I don't fall under that guideline. So there are certain requirements. Um, a lot of them are just certain medals that you uh, that you have. Mm -hmm. uh, if if you are a submarine sailor. Um, on uh, boomers, um, the, the ships that I was on were, were attack boats, fast attack submarines. The, the boomers that we have that are out on patrol every day, every night, are um, a deterrent to a nuclear war. There's enough firepower on these things to, you know, to basically implode the planet. And just having, just being a member on one of those, it, it, uh, that gives you access to the VFW. Doesn't matter if it's wartime or not. You're you're preventing war. Mm -hmm. So there's those things. There's certain medals. There's um, people that never left stateside that were in involved somehow in in uh, medical. 
certain medical. And then if you aren't able to meet the requirements of the VFW and you were you have a family member that was somewhere along the way, you can join our auxiliary. So we have this the two groups, unlike uh, down at down at the Legion, they have the Sons of Legion, they have the Legion, they have their auxiliary, they have the Marine Corps League, yeah, you know. So the uh, actually the the Legion that I'm a member of up in Michigan, excuse me, has uh, seven different organizations operating under the same roof. They have just a full house every day, every night. So they have a lot of support. We're 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 trying to get that. And I know you do some events, and and some are actually open to the public. So maybe talk about some of the events, and uh, maybe those that the public doesn't understand they're welcome to attend, and it doesn't necessarily require the membership. We we typically welcome the welcome the public all the time. If you're not a member, you know these are the things that we need to you know in order to operate you know as a nonprofit uh, private entity, you can be guests and you can mm -hmm. be my guest. And what we've, you know, what we're trying to instruct our people to do is somebody walks in and they're not a member, sign them in, mm -hmm. which uh, we just found out we don't have to maintain our book anymore. We just have to, you have to acknowledge that these are your guests. Okay. And so we would like to extend, you know, ex extend a welcome to anybody that walks through the door. Um, especially now we just finished a, uh, well, it's not actually finished. It's, it's usable, but we just literally doubled our bar space. So we've been working on that project since, uh, well, since the Lions game. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. The pictures are phenomenal yeah. that are out there. Yeah. Was that because the Lions lost or? Oh, <laughs> no, the, don't bring that up. It's, uh, uh, trust me, as much as that coach has uh, the big cojones, um, you know, I was saying, you know, you're going to, you're going to need those three points, you know, he, this late in the in the season, you don't take those chances, but that's what got him there. So, you know, it was still exciting. It was a good year for, for the Lions. Yeah. Uh, well, when you were talking about memberships, um, I was thrilled that you could be a lifetime member. Made it so easy. Right. You know. Yeah. And when we did the paperwork for us. And then, and um, and actually, if you do the math on it, it's pretty. It's very reasonable. You know, I was. Um, I was kind of um, shocked when um, we had uh, the the best event that I felt that I've done been involved in there was uh, Wilbur Ripple's 103rd birthday, you know, and being able to lead a parade, and you know, yeah. But um, yeah, the uh, Aaron Barata from down at the American Legion, you know, handed him a lifetime membership to the to the American Legion. Because he wasn't a Legion member, he was a VFW member. Mm -hmm. And 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 after you know after the event, you know, I was talking to Aaron about it, and he was saying how expensive that still was. And I would think if you got a you know any veteran organization, you got a hundred and three year old man. I don't know why that would cost anybody anything. <laughs> <laughs> so, kind of a safe bet, right? I'm sure. I know, I believe you've been helping out the Elks with their facility destroyed and they're doing switching with you folks on every other breakfast and so forth. Talk a little bit about the Elks membership and how you're helping out with that organization. That, that's another reason that, you know, when you brought up the events, mm -hmm. you know, they're holding their events. Actually, we, um, um, 
uh, Judy Hopkins, uh, who runs that organization, is, uh, has had a, a medical issue recently, and um, they're scheduled for uh, dinner this Saturday. And we just got informed that, you know, that, that they didn't get a crew together. I don't know if it was because Judy was not feeling well and didn't, you know, and didn't follow through. But, you know, we got the phone call last night, and so we're scrambling to put a crew together to do an event that they had on the calendar. So we just don't. Today. No, no, it's going to be Saturday. 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 That's tomorrow. Right. So. Wow. So, but we, you know, but I see a lot of, you know, after last year, being in there last year and seeing, you know, everybody just basically, like we talked about, uh, earlier is uh everybody i think just had uh, all of us had ptsd you know after the storm so it's really it's really nice to see you know some progress inside the building we've you know we're doing everything that we can to clean up the exterior of the building we're talking about putting a smoking room on outside now so you know trying to get we're you know we have good financial outlook as of now you know considering oh, well, congratulations. everything thank you you know, considering everything that we've had to spend, you know, with putting the building back together. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it's been, yeah, but yeah, the, uh, we're talking about, like I said, music acts, trying to get mm -hmm. some, I'm not going to say names, Rudy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and a couple of other folks from this end of the island that we've talked to about, uh, you know, coming down to, you know, start some of that stuff up. You know, mm -hmm. we, certainly uh feel that we could do a saturday afternoon where you know all those all those lost lost souls on their motorcycles don't go to the ragged ass yep. anymore so we could certainly pick up a little bit of spare change from them as well so that'd be a beautiful sight to see all those motorcycles yeah. right at parked at the vfw the island's a lot of thing but it definitely seems like live music and beverages are part and parcel in fact we had Good friends come down two or three years ago and we took them to several places and they're like they're like we think we might like we'd be out every day and every evening because different places have it at different times and uh, you could just rotate around and there's almost never a lack of um, you know live music and it just seems to be very enjoyable and relaxing whether you're by yourself or in a group yeah absolutely and that's one of the things you know Again, um, I think when we when we talked when we were setting this thing up, we talked about how uh, you know how blessed I felt after the hurricane. After after you know you look around and you see what other people are left with or without, and you know we were able to get my mother's my mother and stepdad's place back together relatively quickly. We, we considered our place livable when we got a floor that we could throw a mattress on yeah. and, you know, our, our, you know, had redone the insulation that needed to be done. We had done the walls, done the floor and, and had a, a bathroom vanity. So I didn't have to wash my dishes in the shower anymore. <laughs> so, you know, but, you know, as you're, you know, maybe, maybe it's the submarine life that made me think that <laughs> yeah. everything was, yeah. you know, I was nothing. okay, you know? <laughs> It's still sunny out there. Oh, and it's well. bigger than I used to. Well, yeah, you know, and that's another one of the old submar you know, submarine jokes is I joined the Navy to see the world and I didn't even get to see the sunshine, you know, so. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, 
we left here feeling blessed. And when we, you know, and when we have, uh, you know, when we do come out, I mean, my wife, my wife now, because of the pandemic, mm -hmm. my wife lost half of her appointment at work. We feel that that, you know, that's a blessing in our world because, you know, I'm not home by myself while she's at work all day. Right. So we have the ability to do some, you know, some day drinking, mm -hmm. you know, when we, you know. Island drinking. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, it, it's a it's a running joke, you know, that she's got a second job, day drinking. You know. <laughs> and that, you're a lot happier. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's just, I make, we make fun of her. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, but, you know, we're always looking for where can we go to grab a nice, you know, a nice cold beer and, and some good entertainment, live mm -hmm. entertainment. So, Well, that's what we were going to talk about is um, the services that you've offered have always been great. The meals, the, the start, breakfast every Sunday. And the, and we love the breakfast. Um, Trig uh, was taught how to uh, do eggs, you know, from uh, the chef. And uh, we just love those. And everybody loves them. Right. They're really popular. Yeah, we have the Elks do it basically every other weekend mm -hmm. and then we have our our members our members one weekend and our auxiliary does it on yeah. the opposite weekend and tommy kramer was very happy going there and doing yeah. omelets you know yeah. he loved doing those yeah and uh, yeah. from the elk it's always good to, you know it's always good to see those people you know and then yeah. you know i i try to pop in and help you know where needed you know we, even if it's not our event you yeah. know, to try to, uh, you know, show, uh, you know, show some solidarity with the, uh, with the Elks as well. So. Yeah, it's very appreciated. I know it is. Because that can, that, that busy. Yeah. When they all start coming in like that and, every, you know, it's hard to, I don't know, it, every time it, it happened, it, but it worked. It yeah. always did well. Yeah. We were kind of disappointed that the Elks, uh, because of, I, I don't know if it was because of uh, their situation with their property. And then we also have, you know, we have rented some of our property, but to, to hear that they were canceling the zero K marathon was kind of, yeah. a, you know, I thought that was a pretty big event. You mm -hmm. know, it was a good fundraiser for them. And, you know, our, uh, our combination last year at work, it worked pretty well until we had a near fatal motorcycle accident in front of the post. So, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. So. Yeah. He was okay though. Well, Rudy worked at that zero K marathon. He yes. played. Yep. Yeah. That was, so that was too bad. That didn't happen. Lunches are great. Yep. I know people talk about the Mexican Thursdays that's mm -hmm. back. People love that. That's very popular. Yep. Uh, and then uh, the lunch menus are wonderful. I know you can look these up on the, on uh, the website. Yeah. See what's going on, you know, by date, going yeah, into the calendar. I, I happen to know a really nice couple that have done some really good work that's setting that website up. Thank so we you guys so much. Oh, for. We, I mean, our pleasure. You know, it's, it's, uh, everybody compliments that. And, um, I, we're still trying to get our, uh, our Facebook presence back. So I, I saw that. I wrote that down because now it says go to the one that says version two. Right. Be, two, that was very clever on your part to do that because it, Facebook is terrible to work with. Correct. Right now. Apparently, there's a bunch of people that mm -hmm. rather than try to get the, the other old page restored, they just made a new one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's just made it's just it's made easier. for a hodgepodge of not so good stuff. It's easier. And, and you then, host some games as well. Yeah. Pardon? You host some games as well. Yes, we on um, yes on uh, we again with the Elks. The Elks run uh, Show Me the Money on um, on um, 
Wednesday and Friday, and we're doing uh, we're doing bango on Thursday and Sunday. And they have, they also have a uh, a trivia on uh, on Monday nights as well. Oh, you so, think the third and fourth is yeah the, yeah. I yeah, that. I can't. I have a hard time keeping track of our own calendar. No, no, but you a, that yeah. you remembered all those other games, and yeah. games have always been popular there. Yes, and um, I know you had. There's a lot of events. They've always been fun. We will be open for the Super Bowl. We typically oh, close. We typically close early on Sunday, but we've got staffing, or at least some people that have said that they will staff it. So we're going to remain open for the Super Bowl, and we'll have some fun and. And uh, probably do a potluck thing up there. Be you know, mm-hmm. not going to request that somebody makes dinner. And, you know, you know you're, the potlucks have always been successful. Right. There's always more food than you needed, and everybody wants to bring in something. Right. So th- that's a brilliant idea to do potluck. We we just did we just did a uh, a chili cook off and cakewalk for the auxiliary, mm-hmm. and that was uh, that was a a, a pretty uh, and and it was actually on the same day that they had the uh the, the bicycle poker run for the moose so it was <laughs> we had a lot of people coming in and out and it was it turned out to be uh you know people think that you you know you compete for you know for everybody's you know everybody's time or money on the island and i and i you know some of those events i think go hand in hand mm-hmm. you know everybody appreciated you know being able to stop in you know, if you're on a bicycle, I don't think eating a bowl of chili is probably a lot of fun. But you know, t- tasting doesn't probably doesn't hurt too bad, right? Right. You know, so, but yeah, it was uh, it was a good day for for everybody. And the flea market that took off, right? That's that very did. popular. And you're going to continue that? That's going on as we speak. Yep. Yep. So yep. we, yeah, I was, always see a lot of booths there and cars there when we drive by. Yeah, I was up there. I was up there this morning letting crew in to do some more work on uh, the backside of the bar, and um, mm-hmm. and they were already by the time I came out, they were already setting tents up. So, any future plans uh, for the VFW? You can talk about things that are solid, you know, solid enough. Well, like I said, we're we're getting estimates right now to put an addition, an outdoor addition on, and once we do that, you know, we're gonna we we would certainly like to um, you know make it uh, easier to get a beverage while you're out there as well too. So I mean, these are all little things, you know, that uh, add up. Get, get add up, <laughs> you know, parking lot redo is going to be uh, repaving. So we're also going to look at you know maybe enlarging a little bit because it's already a it's already a, like last night we came by, uh, not, you know, uh, obviously I told you, I just had to, um, I had to part ways with my pet and, uh, on the way by, I, you know, I didn't feel like I was in a mood to go in and be a happy smiling face, so, mm-hmm. but you could not find a place to park anywhere. They were parking out in the field. So it was, you know, it was another really nice, it's nice to see the place full. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. It's good advertising when people drive by because you're so visible on string follow, you know. So the con or uh, we talked a little bit about website, Facebook, um, any other media presences or yes, uh, we we have hired we have hired uh, Drew as uh, our social yeah our social media coordinator (laughs) if you will. But there's Instagram going out. Nice. We did with um, with the. you know, the hiring of the company, we also gained a, a very young uh, veteran that with his company that became a life member 
and is going to administer this stuff for us as well. So um, from, you know, from talking to her, she sounds like she's going to be a really good addition to the post and um, sounds like she, you know, she may step in and be our next bartender as well as volunteer. So, you know, we're always looking for, for volunteers, but it's really good to get, we need to get, you know, youthful, uh, you know, members at the VFW. Um, you know, I found out that we actually have one of the youngest off, uh, officer ranks with myself at, at 63 years old is much younger than, you know, your typical commander in these places are in their seventies, you know? So mm -hmm. we've got several that are younger than, than me, including, including Tom and, mm -hmm. uh, and Jay Baker, the, uh, the senior vice. So we want to, we want to attract youth. We want to keep this place thriving. What about um, contacting? I know that you have um, the the forums on the website. If they have a question, they can come in and talk to the, you know, whoever's there, the bartenders or whatever. There's a phone number. Um, they can find all that out on the website and on Facebook. If, if you can get through on Facebook. Yes, that's what, yeah. But yeah, we have, um, and one of the things that we are going to be putting in place is a, basically a call list that are, you know, with, um, with the, the PTSD situation and, mm -hmm. and all, you know, we would like to have not just the bartender be your point of contact. We're going to have somebody like our, you know, our chaplain, uh, Preston is, a he's apparently got more training than any of us when it comes to the PTSD. And he's, uh, another guy that's great in the community. He's out feeding, uh, there's another one of the things that we do is we're going to be supporting his efforts to, uh, you know, to go out and feed the homeless out in North Fort Myers. So right. apparently he does it weekly with his ministry. We're, we're going to do, you know, I'm per, I personally have not gone out there with him yet, mm -hmm. but I am going to, it's going to be on my schedule, hopefully next week, depending on the family events that we have. <laughs> well, yeah, you're going to be so. busy. <laughs> Yeah, even the ex-wife's coming to town. Oh, <laughs> wow. fun. <laughs> and then you, I think you're starting a mailing list, which is a great idea. Right, yeah. And one of the things that we're going to do with that is we're going to get a survey out to find out from our members. Like, we don't know, we still don't know how many of them are coming back or not coming back because of, you know, there are places, you know, you look around in our neighborhood, my neighborhood, there's still, I think, 73 empty lots in the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how many of those people are, you know, or were members, you know, here at our, at our facility. Yeah. I think quite a few people left, unfortunately, not to come back, you know, which is, you know, sad. So yes, yeah, you'll have to is. see how that impacts you. Right. And, you know, all of, you know, the, you see all of the businesses that yeah. suffer because of it, you know. And I see the hours are really good, 11 in the morning to 10 at night, Monday through Friday. Right. That's wonderful. Saturday, 1030 to 10. Correct. And then uh, Sunday, 9 because of breakfast. Right. To um, 430. Right. Those are great hours. They they are. They are. Really nice. Was there anything that we didn't cover that you wanted to mention? Don't think so. I mean, like I said, I, I just like, you know, pretty proud to be a member of the VFW that works so well with the, within the community. You know, we're doing a lot of stuff, our community outreach, we're getting, actually, I've got to go meet uh, the new principal of Pine Island Elementary. We, uh, we lost a, a good guy because uh, 
apparently he was a good guy, you know, so they found, they found uh, a, a need for him elsewhere. So I've got to go introduce myself to the new principal. We have um, flags for first graders. The, one of the events that we, you know, that we do, we go over to the school and, and, um, you know, teach them a bit about the history of the flag. And, uh, and it's got to it, be fun. It, it first is. First graders. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, and that was, that was the, probably one of the, the best parts of that party with for Wilbur was, you know, we gave, we handed out flags to all the students over there and routed the parade through, through there. And looking at the, the uh, video that was uh, taken of, uh, of Wilbur as he went past the, those, all the kids waving the flags, Aww. he got about six inches taller, smile <laughs> got broader, you know, I mean, it was, uh, it, yeah. you know, it, it was a tearjerker. Yeah. Well, he was adorable. Absolutely. Loved all the pictures, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we can't thank you enough. Um, just speaking on behalf of Trigger myself, we just we just love the VFW. It 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 just shines. It sparkles, and all the events. You can't possibly talk about them all because you're always thinking. You're always trying something, and yeah, yep. it's a great place. People, I just if they can come in, great. Come on down. Yes, like I said, be our guest. Yeah. And uh, tell them Commander Scott invited you down. I actually have a have him. Um, I was on Facebook in my neighborhood, um, and one of the old neighbors he used to come in uh, for lunch. They'd get a beer and a bowl of chili, and he's been apparently he's been moved from the neighborhood since uh, since the storm. But it was on Facebook that he's going to be in tomorrow. So I put it out on Facebook that tell tell Augie his first beer is on Commander, <laughs> and uh, and I'll leave that instruction with my staff. So there you go. Well, Facebook is the way to go on Pine Island. So right, yeah, right. perfect. Yep. Thank you guys. Thank, thank oh, you thank guys you. so much. I know how busy you are. Thank you for coming. We appreciate it. Well, anything that anything that I can do for you after all that you guys have done for the VFW, I really uh, I I can't say thank you enough. Oh, thank you. Our pleasure. We hope you enjoyed our Pine Island Experience podcast. If you have any ideas for us, people to interview, or any comments, please feel free to email them to us at pineislandexperience at gmail.com. That's pineislandexperience, all one word, at gmail.com. Don't forget to like us, and you may subscribe to this podcast using all the major catchers like Apple iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Thanks again for listening, and remember... Life is a constant vacation. We'll see you on the next podcast.